0: Can I get somebody to say amen? amen? So the title of my message this morning is tradition or transformation? Because you can't have both. You cannot have tradition and transformation. Choose one. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 that we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory being transformed into his image. With ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Come on theology class. Romans 12.2 says do not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That we have to be transformed into his image and that that image is going to take place by being transformed in our mind. But a lot of times what hinders the transformation is religion. Or let me say it a little bit more clearly, religiousness. Because we are creatures of habit. You you know that, right? There, There have been studies that we are creatures of habit. That if you do anything for 28 days, you create a habit or you can break a habit. 21 days 21 days to create or break a habit that means if you read your bible for 21 days straight it'll become a habit that if you stop reading your bible for 21 days straight it will become a habit good or bad or indifferent we are creatures of habit and this is why we feel like we are closer to heaven when we follow tradition than when we follow relationship. Because if I do something. More often. And it becomes habit. Then. You, you kind of lose the. The passion of it. You, you ever drive to work. The same way every day. And then forget. The, the first time you got the job. You took in everything. After about a month or two. You got to work, and you had to think. I don't even remember driving it. You don't even remember it. It's like you're on autopilot because it's a habit. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a habit. And so when we clap our hands, when we a lot of times, even in your devotion, God will tell me I I use I read the same books. I go through a lot of the books and it helps, you know, keep me keep keep this fresh in me so I can remember when, when I'm preaching and teaching. But when I'm a lot of times God will tell me, don't read that book. And I'm like, oh, my day won't be right if I don't read that book. That's a habit. Because now you need, to, you need to shift. You need to do something different because it's not becoming, it's not growing you. It's just something you're doing so that you can feel you got something done. I need to talk to you this morning. So you have to be very careful about doing stuff, even religious, even good things, that because good things can become bad things. Because if the good things that you're doing doesn't bring a profit, it's not a good thing. Right? So you gotta you gotta be stretched. And in relationship, we are stretched. You have to grow in relationship. You, you don't have the same relationship you have with God that you had when you first got saved. If that's the case, you have a growing problem. You are dwarfed in your spirituality. So a a lot of times I would get frustrated. I would get frustrated with you, God's people, because I wanted to grow. Oh, yeah. But I was doing things habitually and not growing. Because you can only grow in the space that you're in when the people around you give you more space. So if you have people in your circle that you just know how to deal with, but they're not allowing you to grow, then you're going to have to change your circle or you're going to have to be comfortable with just being religious and how you are as a person. And you will never grow because the relationship can't go nowhere. You you know, it can't go nowhere when you that's why confrontation is necessary for growth. And I may sound like I'm going all over, but we're going to talk this morning because I'm going to hit this nail all up in the head. You, you got to be willing to confront because if you don't, you become your relationship becomes so traditional that you know how you handle certain people. as, And you don't you refuse to go a step further because you're afraid that you're either going to hurt the person or you're going to lose the person. And so you sacrifice that at the expense of your growth. And this is why when I was getting God said don't don't you cannot allow who I send you to to grow, to stunt your growth, otherwise they won't grow. Right, 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 right. Oh, so you have to challenge and you have to be willing to let people down because of what I called you to be. You picked the right songs brother i didn't pick them songs but but manifest who i am who god designed me to be is who i am i you are fearfully and wonderfully made we quote that scripture but we don't really apply that scripture because if you really believed you are fearfully and wonderfully made then those who can't handle you you won't worry about So that's why we said, OK, we're going to start teaching this theology class because I got to grow use so that the space so that even though we're in this small space, the space is much bigger because you now have a bigger capacity to receive some things. So so what were, it hinders us now when we look at the text. It's important because it says they came to to the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which were from Jerusalem. Now, who were the Pharisees and the scribes? They were the religious leaders of that day, right? They were the teachers. They were the ones who transcribed the scriptures and who were entrusted with the holy text. They, They wrote they were a member of the ancient Jewish sect. Distinguishing by strict, distinguished by strict observance of the traditional and written law, commonly they held a, 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 a pretension to have superior sanctity. In other words, they were self-righteous people. Another definition gives them this title, which Jesus called them all the time: hypocrites. How many of y'all know hypocrite? How many of y'all know you are the hypocrite? Leave your hand up. Everybody that don't have their hand up, they're the hypocrite. Look at them, make sure they got their hand up. Everybody in here, yeah, you on Zoom too, and band, and outside these walls, walking around, are all hypocrites. You can't get deliverance until you accept who you are. A hypocrite is is an actor. That's the definition of a hypocrite, uh, an actor. One who portrays something they are not. And you say, well, shoot, I ain't no hypocrite. I don't know what he talking about, but I'm gonna listen to him anyway. Because he, ba-. no, just just embrace. Your hypocrisy. Embrace it. We're gonna work through it right now. When you went to work and you knew what sister had on was not right, and you say, Yeah, you look really nice, yeah. And you was lying out your as a hypocrite. If I really told you what I thought about you. If anybody in here really, if there were bubbles, if God just put Holy Ghost bubbles over your head to say what you were thinking right now at this moment, at every moment, you would have no friends. Just so we're clear, because we want to go down on the Pharisees really a whole lot. But let's let's see if, we're, if we can find ourselves in these. So th- that's who they were. They were the teachers. They had power and teachers have power. Leaders have power. And a lot of times we because we're people of 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 habit, we just want people to give up rules like give me rules. That's why, you know, Catholicism prospered. You understand because they. I'm listen. I'm going to church for thirty minutes. I know what I gotta do. I say my prayers. I get my little thing. You just get Hail Mary, and I go out and I'm about my business, and that's all I need. That's that's it. It's routine. It's ritual. So, and and a lot of religions in the Pentecostal like like laws. Like okay. Oh, let me let me me read because I'm really gonna. I'm messing with everything today. I'm messing with everything and so verse 2, when they saw some of the disciples, watch this, eat bread with defiled hands, that means dirty hands, unwashed hands, they found fault and the Pharisees and the Jews said, except they wash their hands often, they don't eat, holding traditions of the elders and when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not and many other things there be, which they have received to hold as washing pots, cups, vessels and tables, here we go, I want you to understand the accusations, I want you to understand Understand that people always Find fault when they see what other people Are doing That so when they saw them not keeping To the law, they found fault And and that's why today You know I, I, did, I did my rap That's what God called me to do but people would say Well why, are you, why do you do certain Things you're not supposed to be doing these things In the house of God The house of God is you're supposed to be Holy we're going to get with that later in a minute Alright but Who are you To dictate what is and what's not in the house of God. When it is God who designed each and every one of us with the gifts and the things that he's given us. Do you know there are churches you can do no mime? Mine is of the devil. Mime is, is devil worship. Do you know that you know, rap is devil worship? Hmm? The way you're looking at me right now, Sister Nikki, is devil. <laughs> they could put a label on everything. Yeah. Yeah. On everything. Hmm. But, But they found fault that they didn't wash their hands. They didn't care that their heart was dirty as long as the outside is clean they found fault everybody we don't we don't eat unless we wash our hands and then watch this it snowballed because then they said they the pots and the cups and none of this was in the law only uh, uh, none of this they 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 created this and actually there was only one part in the the levitical law that in the washing was only for the priests but they took what was for the priest and decided we're going to make that law for everybody. And then that wasn't good enough. So then they started washing pots and everything else. Okay, let me make it real simple for you. You know, like, like okay, when we have communion, except we wash our hands, you know, like, like, you know, you dip, dip, dip our hands. And I, I'm just getting on your nerves right now. Just we know what we do and why we do it. But there are some people, if you ain't got no cup of water, you better not have communion because that is part of the tradition God could care less about your clean dirty hands I used to love it when they used to tell us "Oh, don't let no kid run up on the, on the, on the altar don't let nobody walk past don't let nobody be touching the pulpit, oh God Oh, I'm messing with them. I don't feel it in here. I thank God y'all free. But my question is this. With all the devils that I had, why not? Okay, it's okay for me not to run behind the altar, but you want me to come lay at the altar. So the front of the altar is okay, but the back of the altar is off limits. Because God is in the back of the altar. Well, don't you think if I'm dealing with all these devils, I need to be right where God is? Let let me just lay on the altar. So we will snatch a kid's arm out their socket. If they run up in here. Ooh. Y'all better come on. So he he says this, do not judge or you will be judged. Well, well, Matthew Matthew 7 says this, do not judge lest you be judged. For with the same judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but fail to notice the beam that's in your own eye? And how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye while there is still a beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the beam out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what God is saying is, you you need to first, if you're going to try to fix everything, deal with you. Stop judging what other people do when what you're doing. Because we want to take focus off of us. And put it on somebody else. Ooh. And if they're not holding to your traditions, what you have made snowball, you understand? Because now you just keep adding stuff. Pretty soon you ain't going to be able to touch nothing. And that's what we do. So we come into church and we make church be what we think God would want it to be. Okay, well, you can't do this. We make church a bunch of rules. We make church a bunch of laws. And then we get in here and preach about how Jesus fulfilled the law, how he knew we couldn't complete, keep the Ten Commandments, and yet we're going to add a whole bunch of other commandments. So you tell you tell people they can't come to church, you, you can't wear jeans in church. But we don't buy them clothes. And forget buying them clothes, because they don't need clothes. Because jeans is not a sin. Oh, my God. Like, 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 if, if if I don't have a robe on, then I'm not holy. Or if I put a robe on, then you're gonna re- listen. You're gonna respect me in these Tims, or you gonna respect me in some Stacys? Cause either one of them can go upside. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y- you ain't gonna say nothing. I-, I don't. I just don't understand. This is what it, this, you know, and this is big with me because God, when God called me, He called me to break all tradition. You understand? He told me that I could not, you know, tradition was just not going to be it for me. But there is. Now, don't get me wrong when I'm talking about breaking. There is a respect for the things of God. There is a holiness for the things of God. But I'm saying if you got in your mind that I can't worship God unless I, you know, wear a suit, put on, wash my hands. Only this can t- I can't walk behind this. I can't touch this. Can't move. That is not God. That's rules. Now rules for different houses is okay. Because I've had this question. Well pastor we don't believe in that. But if, if somebody invites me in their house. Then I'm going to honor the rules of that house. And I'm not going to condemn them for their rules. But when you come to my house, y'all better help me. I, it was one time I told Pastor Green Pastor Green was completion. What you I said, Well, it would really make it would really knock my socks off if you just came over in some Nikes and so Nikes in a hoodie or something, just, just pre Pastor Green preaching a Nike in a Nike's in a hoodie. So he says, Then the script then the Pharisees, verse five, and scribes he asked him, Why walk not thou and the disciples according to the tradition of the elders? But they eat bread with unwashed hands. They're asking, he's asked, they're asking about his followers. I know, if you go to the next level, you might get, why does your, why does your leader do? Why y'all don't do? I remember when we was on Connolly Parkway and I put them strobe lights in the church. <laughs> oh they the, the, the devil in there, they're like the club. Do you think Jesus is scared of the club? But the church is scared of going to go in the club. They're scared of going to go in the club because they know they what they're going to do when they get in the club. So they condemn every place God has called us to go. Oh, my goodness. That was good right there. So he answered and said to them, well well has Isaiah prophesied of you, you hypocrites. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is a bad dude, I'm telling you. These are the leaders. You know, y'all be thinking, Pastor, be crazy if I walk up in somebody's church and call them a hypocrite. You hypocrites? The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And this is the key. Howbeit in vain do they worship me? This is all about worship vain worship. The things that we do that are tradition are vain worship. He said, you, 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 you teach doctrines of commandments of men. My father didn't even give you these commandments. And you're teaching these things. And you got the people all bound up. All bound up behind tradition. I, did, I never wanted to join the male choir for one reason. I was not gonna buy 20 suits that I was never gonna wear. I'm not gonna ever, ever again wear a green suit. Can I get a witness, Deacon Bell? I'm pretty sure you got a green suit somewhere in your closet. I feel sorry for you. you. can't even get rid of that green suit. Next Sunday, green suit Sunday. You can wear it one more time. Amen. You, you. All these things we put are burdens to God's people. The very fact that you don't think we have church unless we have praise and worship and read the scripture and do this. That's all tradition. Jesus never wrote down in his Bible how you were supposed to conduct a church service. This is all traditions handed down by men. Everything we do has been handed down to us by some form of fashion. And it is only, watch this, it is only the people that God away and have the courage enough to step away from the norm are the ones that cause a revolution in the church. Martin Luther, the Reformation, was birthed because he was tired of the traditions. He knew there was something not right. That was going. So, So wh- wh- why do we get stuck here? Why do we get stuck here? And, and if you ask and you try to witness the people and you ask them why they don't want to go to church or why they left the church, they say there's a church, a bunch of hypocrites. Or we make people feel like they're loved when they get here and then we shun them when they're, when they're in here because they don't, they don't do like us. They don't, they don't shout. I, I used to hate when the kids make fun of how people dance. I mean, I still hate it, but you shouldn't be making fun of praise because just because or or if you don't shout, then you don't know God. And if you you must don't have the Holy Spirit or they all these things. who told you that who bewitched you? And if that's the case, then there's going to be a whole lot of white people that don't got the Holy Spirit. Because really, we I mean, there's a few of them out there, Nikki and a couple, that really get their praise on like that. But but otherwise, is that a black church thing? We don't have church because we don't do fundraisers. We ain't selling chicken dinners. You got a building fund that's been going on for 37 years. How long does it take for you to build it? 37 years. So notice that that it wasn't even God's tradition. I'm about to close this message. So look, Jesus points out their vain worship in response to their accusations. Because the Bible says those who worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. God sees the heart of our worship. In other words, there's no blueprint for worship. Whew. We like to quote what God has for me is for me. Well, what, the same thing is what God wants from me is from me. If God wanted the same thing from everybody, he wouldn't have to create anybody. There's differences. He likes variety. You may clap. I may raise my hand. You may dance. And you may just sit there and all. But it's all worship. And as long as the heart is in the worship, then it's not the act. Oh, my God. so, So, see, here's the thing. Everybody's level of sacrifice is not the same. And worship has to do with sacrifice. So what God is asking from me, he may not be asking from you. So you can't judge another one. My mother, she shares a testimony about how God, when she got in ministry, had convicted her about the buying the bootleg tapes. But everybody had bootleg m- m- movies. He ain't going to say nothing. But what he was requiring from her at a certain level was was required of her. She didn't condemn anybody for their bootleg tapes. I know y'all got bootleg tapes. I ain't messing with you. You got his number on speed dial. Bootleg tape man. Whatever you call him. So there's a different level of, and as God brings you up higher, He's asking for more of a sacrifice. Ooh. So he says, listen, in verse eight, laying aside the commandments of men, you hold to the traditions of men, washing pots, cups and many other things you do. You reject the commandment of God so that you can keep your own tradition. I did not forget what I'm preaching about. We ready to have a little church. You can't have tradition and transformation, but they wanted their tradition so bad that they refused the God of transformation. So they reject what God said just so they can look good. Oh my God, I feel my help. See, you keep talking about how good God is and how God got his hand on you. But are you being obedient to what he told you to do or do you just look churchy? Because we know how to look church. I used to love going out to preaching meetings, you know, preaching engagements, dressed like that and sit in the back. That's what I do. Don't go up in the front acting all important. And then they'd ask, OK, well, next supposed to, who's the pastor? They wouldn't even know I was the pastor. That's how I'm supposed to be. But you want to look all churchy and important. And then they tell you, go sit your behind in the back. son. <laughs> Because you really ain't that important. <laughs> so you reject the commandment. And then you hold. Oh, I feel my help. Help me up in here. Uh, listen, you, you want to be. You got all the religious doings and goings, right? But you are mean as. A, oh, my God but you got tradition down pack, but your heart is so ugly. Like why would you wear that big hat and sit in the front row? Sit your behind and back so somebody else can see. But be mean. That's not hard worship. Keep the commandments. Or you get the mean ushers. At a funeral service, you grieving. And she got her hand in front of your mouth for some gum. Not being considerate to the fact. More concerned about the gum you chewing than the person you mourning. Y'all ain't going to help me up in here i don't care (laughs) now this is what they do too and i'm done he said verse 10 moses said honor your mother and your father now watch because i know some of you don't know what this means but i'm gonna really bust your bubble He said, honor your father and mother, and who curses father and mother, let him die to death. But you say, if a man say to his father or mother, it is Corbin. Now, do you want to know what Corbin means? It's not a dude's name. It means that it's holy. So now now I'm going to get in trouble, but I I really got to make this clear. What he's saying is, at them times, they were so religious that they would see their mother and their father suffering and they would have what they what the family needed so that they wouldn't suffer anymore and they would say this belongs to God I can't give it to you I told I you let me clarify this does not mean that you take the tithe and give it to whoever you want to give it to. What it does mean is you have to be first able to be God in your home before you could be God anywhere else. Okay. In other words, you. you, you there are many people who have gotten divorced behind talking about I got to go take care of what the pastor said at the church no you need to take care of your husband oh my god because now you got your husband mad at God because you're behind always in the church and never in the bed said you make the word of God of no effect. This is powerful because what he's telling me says, We want to say, uh, Here we go, Nikki. I love your questions. God can do anything. Here's another example. Remember, he could not do mighty works because of their unbelief. Well, this scripture lets me know he couldn't do anything because of their tradition. He said he makes the word of God of no effect because of your tradition. That God's power will not override your tradition. Ooh, your tradition has the power to short circuit the word of God from being effective in your life. So you rather do churchy things than be the church. But if he said, I am the church. So, so the purpose of this is just to say, thank God I'm free. Thank thank God I'm free. I remember they wanted us to invoke a whole bunch of different rules and stuff. It just never sat right with me. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't see kids going to hell because they're going to run behind this altar. I guess you got to be a holy usher in order to vacuum behind here because... A lot of stuff don't make sense. A lot, a lot of stuff don't make sense. And if we just had enough common sense to go by God and not by what man is telling us to do, we could get some stuff done. We can get some people saved. Because the reason why people don't want to have anything to do with God is not because God is not good. It's because we have put so much on people, have set so much requirements that people come in when God said, come, he died for us while we were yet sinners and while we still sinners. So what makes us think that tradition can get us in? Like you got the blue, they had church over there. Well, I can't go to that church because they don't have a choir. They don't have musicians. So you want to be entertained. You want a concert. Because you don't want to live by the word. You be all tired after you done ran and sweated on everybody. By the time the preacher get up, he don't even feel like preaching because everybody sleep. And then ask them what they preach. No, I don't know what he preached about. But we had church. Oh, my God. We had some church up in there today. I ain't here to have you have church. Coming in here to perform. And if you ain't have a good concert, you don't want to come back. The devil is a liar. At least purchase a ticket. I might perform. You ain't even purchasing a ticket. I might do something. Tap dance or something. (laughs) (laughs) If God gave you a gift, you use it. You don't let nobody stop you from using your gift. Amen. If it's new and they never did it, do it anyway. Amen. They got holy breakdancers. They got whole, oh, you know, some of stuff is real suspect. But <laughs> hey, what, what I'm going to do? I, you know, you know to each his own. But yeah, you know, I don't know. They make, I got mumble Christian rap now, probably. You don't know well how that sounds. But I'm pretty sure it's out there. I ain't knocking them, I ain't gonna do it, but anyhow. But it's funny that everybody that's in the audience, instead of being the church, they want to criticize the people who are doing something for the kingdom and judging their God's servant instead of letting God use their gift. Cause in in some country that's a sin. Ain't that right, Kelly? Some stuff you just can't do. But if God tell me to do it, I'm gonna do it. Amen. I never forget I was rapping in a Catholic church, put the tape recorder up on the thing, push play and and, and went to rapping to Nas beat up in a Catholic church. And if you would have saw the faces on them folk, They would have thought I was like smoke was burning from me, like like the devil himself had water. <laughs> what? That was the funniest thing ever. And they give you no response. But they told me to come back. <laughs> they was feeling it. They was trying not to bounce. But they was like, oh, we going to hell. What the heck? What well, God, well, God moved up in there. We gotta be free, man. We cannot be wrapped up in these things. Of, you know the things that man have put in place for the church, cause it's, it's nothing like it's nothing like that. You read and you study God's word. It's it's nothing like that. And the things that they they were the religious people, people wanting to put laws on things. Laws are made because people want to control. People want to have a sense of control. If you get the man's heart. You will get the respect and you will get people to honor God because they have to first fall in love with God. They cannot fall in love with just religious duties because otherwise your heart is not in it and you're just waiting. You're just angry. You can be angry at service. You understand? And you have to love God and love the things of God. And that's going to look different for people. We don't all love the same. And as long as God is pleased with what I do, then I'm good. And that's the attitude you got to have. As long as God is pleased with what I do, I'm good. Amen. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. So we thank God for for just opening our eyes. Some things, cause it's very important that our eyes be open to these things. Once again, I wanna. I There's a blessing to see my children and grandchildren in the house, all Amen. Amen. And so go back and study the Word. Look at it. Look at these these things that we hold to. If we're if we've been convicted, which I pray we have, has God to forgive us. Help us to get past the things that you know. That we hold to that are not not biblical. You understand? And and it's really hard to break them. It's, it's not easy to break them because we, especially if our mama and our grandmama did them. Because we we will be loyal to things even if it don't make sense. because we feel like we are portraying but but I'm pretty sure if they knew better they would have did better a lot of this stuff wasn't being taught the, the world and the church wasn't ready to receive truth like that I'm pretty sure the church days go on I don't want my children to grow up and Think oh boy I gotta You know dress a certain way Do a certain thing in order To please God cause that's not The God we serve There's times I get up and God say put on a suit I put on a suit There's times he tell me put on the robe I put on the robe he Tell me to put on Tim's jeans and a white tee That's what I feel like wearing That's what I put on what you do need to do, sisters and brothers, is make sure when you come out the house, that's what God wants. Because it's something different. Don't be coming up here, you know, you know, spandex stuff hanging out. This modesty is something. You understand? Well, I should be able to dress like the men should have to know that the devil is alive. You know, unless you're coming straight up off out of the club, into the church, you ought to have a little something that said I shouldn't be putting this on. Well. Amen. Let's stand. Father, we blessed. Y'all been blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Let us pray. I'll put the new password for um, next month up. We're going to try to do some different things um, when it comes to Zoom so that more people can um, get on. So um, we, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that probably on the second Saturday when we're at our gifts of the Spirit have a short meeting about how we can um, better do this so that other people can tune in online. Amen. Father, we thank you right now for your word and we thank you that you don't hold us to a bunch of laws. But God, you sent your son Jesus to come and die for us so that we could be free, free to worship you, free to love you. Father God, we know that God, there are things that you hold and that are separating and holy. So Father God, we honor, we honor you. We honor your name. We honor your purpose and we honor your will. Father, but it's so much more than just a building, some dishes, and some rituals that we can put into our life to make us feel closer to you. Father, we thank you that you love us in spite of our shortcomings. So help us, Lord, to hold, Lord God, to the faith. That is the tradition we are told to, to the faith that you bled and that you died and that you've risen. And so for you, thank you for this. Cover us as we go through this week. Father, for those that have to travel during these snowstorms and things going on, we pray that you keep everyone safe that's on the roadways. Until we meet again, to give your name, praise, glory, and honor, we worship you and bless you in Jesus' name, grace and peace.